Greetings, Meatbag. This is the Morning Donut Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And welcome back to another episode of the Morning Donut Podcast, where we talk all things secondary pop culture. My name is Carlos. And this is Danny. And Juan. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. How's everyone? Sorry, I'm turning my phone on silent. I'll be forgetting sometimes. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Good. Good. Welcome back. Yes. Took a week off. Yeah, I, don't, I thought it was supposed to be spring. It's cold again. Yeah. We, we had a couple spring days. Yeah. Right? We had couple. a couple, couple days where it was like 70. Yeah. I almost turned the air conditioner on. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, it's kind of warm in here. And then boom, it gets cold. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> snowed for snowed. a while yesterday. Like <laughs> snowed for like five minutes. And then we had hail. Like, yeah. This is beautiful. That's <laughs> March weather for you. Yeah, it's springtime. March, March, April, we're going through all four seasons. Springtime, baby. Yep. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, we have some stories to, to catch up on from weeks past. Uh, I got some stuff on the European Union that is forcing big tech to do a lot of things. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because I think it might impact a lot of things across the board. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a sec. Uh, we have some news about the... I, well, I wanted to talk about the Halo series, which just kicked off. And yep. I would just... Just because it's actually pretty good, and I think it's good for a specific reason. And uh, there's some new changes happening to... well. Disney's making some changes, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about that in a sec here. We're going to kick off this show with a new segment of, what are we calling it? Donut Sprinkles? Donut Sprinkles. Donut Sprinkles. Let us know what you think of that name. It's like a little, yeah. you know, a little segment of just a bunch of tech uh, headlines, not tech specifically, just headlines in general. Yeah, just quick little tidbits yeah. about what happened throughout the week. Let's see what's been going on. Past couple weeks. I think it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, uh, Donut Sprinkles is what we're calling it for right now. Maybe it'll change. We'll see. Timestamps in the show notes as always. Feel free to jump around. All right, kick us off with some donut sprinkles. Some donut sprinkles. So, if anybody was traveling a week from Friday, which would have been, I don't know the exact date. If you would have been traveling, had your Google Maps up, yep. Boom, outage. So, the whole Google Complete, Maps. All out. Google Maps out. I think it was probably about a couple hours at what, the most. What day was this? Uh, Friday, March 18th. That sucks, man. That's, that's I mean. And this affected every, everything... Maps space, so right. driving, walking, bicycling, right, trying to find a location. I wonder if that also impacted like delivery people because they I also they also use like you know inside of the Uber app. Mm-hmm. I think that uses Google. Yeah, I mean, app. So Apple was up. Yeah, obviously. Um, so there was. I don't know if you ever used DownDetector.com. I have. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty handy site to have saved. Just so if you're experiencing any issues, you can always go out there and sure, check. Yeah. Um, so it was around 9 a, 10 a.m. Eastern time that Down Detector went, had a outages reported that spiked up to almost 15,000 okay. within wow. 10 minutes. Wow. So that tells you the uh, impact that that outage had. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, I was trying to get onto my iCloud email. Mm-hmm. I was trying to listen to music. Yeah. You wouldn't let me. You, you mentioned the music. So Monday, Apple had an outage. Yep. Took out. Music, maps, I think even like if you were trying to register a new device. Oh, wow. Really? iCloud. Yeah. Okay. So that would have that would have even hindered like new activation of devices yeah, and things like that. you got a like new that. device, stuff like that. If you're trying to sign into iCloud, uh-huh. um, they have a down an outage page as well. It's yeah. a Apple status, something. Apple, Apple iCloud status. I saw someone tweeted a picture <clears throat> of, of Apple employees doing a bunch of transactions on paper because like they're even like their internal yeah. like systems in the retail store was down. Oh, wow. And that looked hilarious because yeah. they were like on the phone <laughs> doing stuff and writing stuff on paper. And I'm like, that was like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so then Apple actually had another outage on Tuesday, uh-huh. which didn't affect a lot of 
a lot of things, but it did. And then apparently they had another outage on Thursday with iMessage. Okay. So Apple had three outages this yeah. past week. I didn't. I didn't experience iMessage on Thursday. I experienced iMessage outage on that day that everything else was out. On Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. text messages were coming in really late, especially if it was a picture. Like if it was an iMessage picture, yeah. it just was not going through. So yeah, yeah. for sure. So I mean, that crazy begs, stuff. That begs the question: Is Russia's military starting to go the cyber cyber route now? It could that, be that they're they're not moving as fast as they wanted to. In yeah, war. I mean, it, it could be. It could also just be a lot of propaganda stuff yeah or just apple and google's engineers don't know what they're doing <laughs> maybe they ran an update and <laughs> i mean i doubt it's that i think they know what they're doing but stuff happens there's it's still ran by people yeah people make mistakes yeah. look at facebook they locked themselves out of their own freaking servers for how long oh geez <laughs> that's a pretty massive corporation last i checked you know what i mean i'm sure they have smart engineers over there <laughs> so so stuff happens who knows i mean I wouldn't fall down the the paranoid the parent, uh, yeah, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole of like, oh, we're being cyber attacked, you know. And I'm not saying <clears> that that's <throat> not the case, but more than likely not. But anyway, what's next? So do you pronounce it GIF or GIF? It's GIF because I know GIF. how to read. <laughs> GIF. Do you it's not know GIF. how to read? I don't know. I say GIF. Yeah. I say GIF. Yeah. It's an acronym. We're taking a stand here. It's an acronym. Thank you, Danny. It's an acronym, it's not an a word. Acronym. Exactly. Graphics interface format. There you go. This is, it's a GIF. what it stands G-I-F. for. G-I-F. Yep. GIF. So anyway. one of the inventors, uh, Stephen Wilhite, passed away this week. How old was he? He was 74 years old. Oh, he's pretty young. Yeah. Did it say what happened? What's the cause? Uh, COVID. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah. He died of COVID. Um, that's rough. Yep. He was on the team that invented it with, uh, they were on CompuServe. They worked for CompuServe and that was, they developed this in the late 1980s. Wow. So it was, um, they created it to to send out or to distribute mm-hmm. graphics images like you know what it stands for right right but they, in, in a compressed way in a compressed obviously. way and yeah. then and then allow them to send them out faster right yeah because obviously it's a lot less it. uh less data than like a video or whatever even a picture sometimes yeah. so yeah okay that's terrible it's terrible piece. terrible but it is gif it's gif 100 percent gif come at us yeah yep gif big dummy because the word graphics is not graphics yeah right <laughs> It's, it's not good. Graf- it's graphics in yeah. a change format. Yeah. So have you ever had a you know bite of food like wow this this food is really good. Good. So good. No. <laughs> you don't know how to read. <laughs> just, I don't think it's that hard. I don't know why it's a debate. And just, just throwing that out there. Why is it a debate? It's <laughs> because you know I don't know. Do you not know people how? Just, people people just yeah. want to be people. Anyway. Um. Have you checked your Netflix statement yet? I have not, but apparently the, my price is going up. Yep. Yeah. So this week the Let me check right now. Hold on. I got see. prompted for that on your screen when you first logged on. Did it tell you last that it was week going when up? you logged on? It says, "Up, oh, FYI, your Netflix account's on." I jump. see. I haven't gotten anything. Maybe I have notifications turned off. Let me look at my account right now. Now that we're I talking it. about it. Yeah. So apparently, well, not apparently, but the official start date of the new price goes into effect March thirtieth. Right. Some people are already seeing the price increase because of their billing cycle. Um, That's probably why I got it early. Yeah. It could be. So if you don't remember, uh, if you have the premium plan, it's nineteen ninety nine a month, up from seventeen ninety nine. If you have the standard, it's uh, fifteen forty nine, and if you have the basic, nine ninety nine. Man, twenty bucks <clears throat> yep. a month now. Yep, and that the uh, premium is up from eleven ninety nine back in twenty fourteen. Mm. So that's what eight years. It's gone up. Yeah, and and, and we and when we talked about this story before. Uh, we mentioned how 
the uh the, the price didn't change for a long time like years mm-hmm. and years and then event and all of a sudden it's like boom and i think that also followed the path of them doing just more original programming yeah just a lot which, more content which just costs money right i mean they got to make that stuff and i'm okay with that as long as the content yeah, keeps coming i think that if, if if i got rid of all streaming services netflix would be the last one to go for me personally yeah. you know probably netflix and maybe hbo i think those are my two favorites mm-hmm. so yeah man it's uh, it's expensive but at the same time i feel like i do get a lot out of it uh, it also services a lot of people because it's I have four streams and yeah, you know what I mean. I get a lot out of it personally. Yeah, so I mean, if you have the premium, you get four screens, so you can pretty much, if you want, split the cost. So and now they're going to charge for password sharing, huh? Yeah, there, there's apparently they're testing something for sub accounts. Which why the hell would you say yeah? Sure, I share my thing. That's dumb. <laughs> why would you say that? Um, I'm looking at my last uh, charge, and my last Netflix charge was for twenty one seventy nine. So, so I'm assuming that's, that's the nine ninety nine plus tax. tax. Yep. You got that nine percent city tax. Beautiful. Just what I need. I need that. What do they call? It's like a. It's like an entertainment, entertainment tax, tax or something for Chicago. Stupid. Nine percent. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's basically sales tax, like at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one seventy nine was my last charge. Wow. That was on March 26th. That was literally yesterday is when I got charged. You rat bastards. Yeah, so that that, <laughs> that that period where you said that there was no price increase, it looks like it was from 2014 to like the end of 2018. Yeah, so that's that four, yeah, four years of not changing the price. Um, and then boom, they're like, you know, hey, you want some more Stranger Things? You want some more of these movies? Yeah. Like, okay, it's going to cost some money, which I get. I yeah. get it. Yeah. 221 <clears throat> million subscribers. That is a lot of people. That is a lot. And, and on subscribers, yeah. though. And on top of that, Netflix isn't all that profitable if you look at their, like, money. Yeah. Like, because they spend so much of it. Because yeah. they have to, not only do they have to maintain it. I mean, think about the servers they have to maintain just to, for everyone to stream stuff. But all the content they make. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say, oh, it's in the cloud. Well, yeah, but the cloud has to be stored somewhere. Yeah, right. And I think <laughs> they use AWS. What do they use? AWS? AWS. I mean, obviously, Amazon's not like, we'll do that for you for free. <laughs> like, no, man. <laughs> And they got their own streaming service it too. So it's a like, lot of money, man. <laughs> it's a lot of money to, to maintain that that subscription service on top of the content. So I get it. It's it sucks that stuff's more expensive, but I get it. Yeah. But it beats paying a huge cable bill. Yeah. I mean and, and yeah, and, and if you you know racked up all your streaming services, it would be the you're at the same, the, you're at the same place, but that's up to you. You can choose. Like I don't need this streaming service or mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll pirate this one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to pay for that service. I'm going to steal that TV show. <laughs> or you split it with people. Yeah, you just share it with people. I mean, if you split it with people, I mean, you can come out pretty. Yeah, do it the semi-honest way. Just, yeah. share, <laughs> just share it. Just share your password with family members. Just share it. That's totally fine. Well, what else we got? And then speaking of streaming services, Disney Plus. Yeah, a little change they made. A little change this week they made. If you logged into your account, you were prompted to set uh, parental controls, Parental correct? controls, yeah, and, and set a pin. Yep. Why is that? Do you think that's because of Moon Knight coming out this week? That's kind. Of, that was my initial thought. Was like, ooh, Moon Knight's probably going to be spicy because even Kevin Feige said that um, something about how we're not holding back with Moon Knight, and even from the trailer, it looks like it's very yeah. much more of an adult type of show. Yeah. I don't think it'll be it'll be mature rated, uh, but it is because of all of the Netflix mm-hmm. uh, shows coming that were just at, they're already there. Yeah. Um, so all of so your Netflix Daredevils, Jessica Jones, The Defenders, Punisher. Iron Fist, Luke Cage, all of those are now there. Those are all rated TVMA because yep. they're all pretty violent and adult adult language and violence. So that's why. Yeah. Um, and but it could be for other things like Moon Knight or you know adding maybe movies like Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, Deadpool, uh, Deadpool and yeah. things like that. Right. So we'll see what else they add and what the rating, the official rating is on Moon Knight, which we get this coming Wednesday. Wednesday. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. 
Hopefully that brings us an announcement about the new Deadpool. Yeah, and maybe be they, cool. they bring it in. That'd be awesome. I would, I would love that because I would love to know where Deadpool three is going to land. They already did confirm that that will be an R rated movie when it when they when they drop mm-hmm. it. It'll be part of the MCU. How they do it, who knows? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. I love the MCU. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. And I, well, I, I think I had saw somewhere too. I don't have the article, but I thought I saw that Moon Knight is going to be age restricted when you obviously for the parental control. Okay, so it's probably going to be somewhere R. TVMA or maybe however they're going to because they're, they're and there's like different ratings too you have like TVMA and then you have like TV 14 and TV 16 yeah which is almost like an R rating it's like in between a PG 13 and an R mm-hmm. rating so I'm wondering if if they'll do anything like that but we'll see on Wednesday and maybe we can talk about that next week. we'll probably definitely talk about the show next week too oh, yeah, but yeah, uh, we can see what the rating is and all that I'm, I'm very excited to check that bad boy out it's gonna be good Wednesday so if you got Disney Plus, make sure you set your parental control yeah, so your and children will watch. And set your <laughs> PIN code. Right. And also, too, you can go in manually. Uh, if you're the account owner, you can go in and manually check your profiles and designate which profiles are adult and not adult. Mm. Don't so lock like, yourself out or else you right. won't be watching it. <laughs> you got to call Disney. I swear I'm an adult. <laughs> I can't watch anything. I'm at, I'm at the check. Sure you are, sir. Put your, put your mom on the phone. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Just yourself you're trying to be on chat sir go get your mom please you're on support chat like we don't believe you man here i'll take a picture what else you got that's it that's it that's i had one story um so this is a really cool story from deadline uh this is a uh it's about uh, chris stuckman if you're unfamiliar with chris stuckman he is a youtube movie critic my my probably my favorite i use uh, a lot of his movie reviews uh even though a lot of his reviews I don't personally agree with. I always know if he if he sees something a certain way, I'll know whether I agree or disagree. Like I okay. use that as a gauge because um, there there might be certain things where he won't like something, but I do. Or sometimes we do line up in in our own opinions. So I always uh, like to use his his uh, movie reviews as a reference. What's his channel? Is this as under his name? Yeah, it's just channel? called it's called Chris Stuckman. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's good. He's probably the most, one of the most popular, if not the most popular uh, movie critic on YouTube. And he has been wanting to make his own film for a long time. He even stopped doing reviews where he talks bad about movies. Like I think like a year ago, Mm. he's like, listen, if a movie is bad and I don't have anything good to say about it, I'm not even going to bother because I know how hard it is to make a movie. And for me to sit here and look at this movie and say, wow, what a piece of garbage I don't know anything about what went into making that movie, so I'm not going to say that. I will talk about movies that I genuinely enjoyed and why and all that stuff. So he's kind of changed his own approach to uh, critics' uh, movie reviewing, I guess, because he, of that. He sees the back, back end of it. Now. Yeah, because he's like, man, it's hard to make a movie. Yeah. And sometimes other things get in your way. You either don't have enough money or the studio gives you a different direction that you have to follow because they're giving you the money. So there's a lot of things that go into play. So he started a Kickstarter for his own project called Shelby Oaks. And it is a, it seems like it's going to be a semi found footage horror movie. And he originally had a Kickstarter for $250,000 and he blew past it. It is currently, it's already over. It ended yesterday. $1.4 million. This movie has raised. It is the most funded movie horror movie on Kickstarter ever. So it broke a bunch of records in that aspect. And I backed it myself because I do believe that, if he were writing and directing his own movie, I would I would bet my own money, which I obviously did, mm. <laughs> that it would be good. 
Yeah. Um, and I and I didn't back like a ton. I think it was like seventy five bucks. But you know that gets me like the Blu Ray when it comes out and some other stuff that I get to that I get to get. I'm really excited and yeah. I can't wait to see it. it. Probably won't be for a while. I mean, they're literally just getting the funding. They have to still film it and all that. But uh, a great story that I wanted to share. And uh, Deadline did a story on it, which was cool because okay. you know it's a small YouTuber, yeah. and Deadline is one of the bigger like movie um, media outlets, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Well, good for him. Yeah, really good for him. And uh, and if you like movie reviews, check out his channel. It was good stuff. I like it a lot. I think that's it. That's it. That's it for the sprinkles. That's it for the sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> we good. need a little jingle for sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get into our first uh, main story. Uh, this one is about the European Union. Uh, what is this thing called again? It's called the the Digital Markets Act. Now, what do you know about this at all, if anything? Only from an article I saw that Apple will be forced to allow side loading. Okay, I didn't, I didn't read the article or go in any more in, into depth about the law or mm-hmm. anything like that. But that was one of the things I saw this week. Right, Danny, have you heard anything about this particular mm-hmm. law that's being passed? No. no all right, no. so that's one of the I'm aspects sure of it there for now. sure. Is that it's a new it's a new European Union law. And it's basically, it's like kind of targeting all uh, big tech uh, as kind of like, um, it's like an antitrust thing, right? It's like a it's like a big sweeping antitrust legislation for a lot of big tech companies. And it does include a lot of different things. Uh, one that you just mentioned was uh, side loading, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this will allow, or will basically force uh, what they call gatekeepers uh, to allow their users to put applications wherever they want from wherever they want right and there is still some security involved in there it's not just like yeah do whatever you want because obviously that opens the doors to Mm -hmm. a lot of malicious things but it gives users another option to say i want to get my app from somewhere else another secure platform right so i think there's more than likely they would be some other kind of some other app store yeah, that still has to be meet a certain requirement, maybe, or, or whatever the case may be. I'm sure they haven't figured out the details, but that's one of them there. Uh, so here are the main changes that they want to they wanna do here. So inter- interoperability is the first one here. This is, says gatekeepers should allow their platforms to work with similar services from smaller third parties. So this is a big one when it comes to messaging. So they're saying that if I am using iMessage and I send Danny a message, but he uses WhatsApp, that mm-hmm. should still just go to him without him having to do anything or me have to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, because Danny is going to say, my preferred messaging app is WhatsApp. I'm going to use that. And me, well, I use iMessage. So if I send it to him, it should still go to wherever he uses it. As long as I have you right, send it to the right user. Right, because things like WhatsApp, it still goes off your phone number. So there's there, oh, should, okay. there shouldn't be any issue there, right? So if I'm sending it to your 10-digit phone number or whatever, depending on what country oh. you're in, it should still go to you. I should still go to you. You say you use Facebook Messenger. Say you use Telegram. I use okay. IMet. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It just goes to you, which on paper sounds like a dream. Yeah. But I mean, Apple's like, I would not do that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, like you said, that. but like you said, though, it should be it should be that simple. But we don't all have one number for everything, like we exactly. generally did in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also too. And I, I think I was watching this. Um, uh, I don't know if you ever watched like Linus's uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the WAN show. Mm-hmm. The WAN. Yeah, his last episode, he was talking about this, and he was kind of talking about how people defend iMessage, which because you know because it's like messaging over data, but you can do that on WhatsApp and all that. And he was kind of defending that. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like people, you don't want to ask someone to go out of their way to download an app 
just so that you can just so you don't have to use SMS. SMS is archaic. Mm -hmm. It's an old technology. And people are going to use whatever is their default, that plain and simple. That's or whatever it. they're sold. Because yeah. you're, you're being sold WhatsApp because it's secure. You're being sold sure. Telegram because, hey, nobody can read your messages. Exactly right. And if you want to go out of your way to use those, that's cool. But then you have to kind of make other people go out of their way if they don't, if they're not on that same platform right. that you prefer, which is not fair, right? And that's why iMessages is popular because number one, it's good. It gives you everything you need from uh, sending over data, uh, rich communications, photos, videos, high resolution photos and videos, uh, all the other features that iMessage has. And it's the default. You don't have to do anything to do it. It's just there, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's why it's so popular because you don't have to do anything to, to make it work. Whereas if someone's on Android and they want to have the same thing, they have to go to Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, mm -hmm. Telegram, whatever, whatever your choice is. So then it's kind of like your email. You don't send an email to not someone's Outlook. You send an email to an email address. Exactly The right. user can choose Outlook. They can choose a web browser. They can choose whatever they want to read that email. Mm -hmm. And they can put that email into whatever client they want too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I use Edison as my preferred email client on my computer and my phone. And I don't need to know that. You don't, it doesn't matter. You send it to me, it's going to come to me. It's going to come to where I have it set up. So this is something similar. It's a great okay. analogy, actually. And I, th and I really hope that that happens. Because why do you have to fuss right. about what platform someone's on? And, you know, I get why Apple does, because it's for them, it's a business. And they want to anchor you to iOS or mm -hmm. to, the, to the ecosystem. Uh, that way you have to stay there. And I get that. It sounds archaic, though. But yeah, right. It's like you, like you, you're you should just make a good product that your users choose that mm -hmm. regardless, not because they have to, because <laughs> right. you're because they're anchored in. I mean, I get it. That's a good business strategy, and obviously, it's worked for. I don't know if you know, but Apple's kind of successful. Yeah. So it, obviously, it, it works for them, but it's. I don't think it's necessary. And I don't buy an iPhone because of the iMessage software. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but a lot of people say that that's why they stick to i to iOS is oh well I can't give up iMessage, which is a big part. But, but that's, that's because the, that's not the only part. No, no, no. it's not. Not even close. No. Uh, yeah, it's part of the because well because you're part of the ecosystem, but the services are a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah. Than I, Android. I, I agree. It's not a detractor, but it's also not a yeah. promoter. It's just it's a, it's the software that that is that keeps me yeah, because right. even Google services to me work better on iOS than they do on a on an Android device. You know, because you can still use all that stuff on there. So um so that's one of the first thing interoperability where you can have you know any message pretty much go anywhere. You know, and I think that would be a beautiful thing yeah. if we get if we get that. Yes, uh -oh. excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm our, cat, our, I'm, I'm cat sitting today. We have a special guest. Can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> she said she heard donuts. She must know what's going on. All right, that's enough. <laughs> She's meowing over there. Second one: the right to uninstall. So uh, consumers are to be given more choice over software and services, particularly in mobile operating systems like iOS and Android. They should be able to uninstall any preloaded software. Um, that sounds pretty straightforward. You can already do that in iOS. You can already do that in most, most well, the non-critical apps. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm sure there's some some stipulations saying that as long as it's not oh, detrimental to the OS. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so then how so do you, how do you, oh, mm -hmm. how do you manage that? How do you prevent a company saying, well, like who, who arbit, who's the arbiter of saying that's not detrimental to your yeah, OS? Exactly yeah, exactly right. Because you can tie it into your OS and be like, well, I can't install it. Well, I mean, you, for iOS, you can delete notes. Yeah. Stuff. The but only ones I don't think you can really delete is calendar context, which is that goes back to the whole Internet Explorer thing. Where you couldn't delete that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But you can delete like yeah. like I can delete the camera app. Yeah. From here, if I wanted to, then I think up. I can. Then it shows, the next morning it shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just pops back up. <laughs> so iOS does let you do this. Number one, um, 
you know, the iPhone doesn't give you a lot of bloatware to begin with. They do try to push their own shit. Like, they're, they're, you'll always have, like, GarageBand on there. You'll always have mm-hmm. Pages and Keynote and all their, mm-hmm. you know, their Microsoft Office equivalents. And those are almost always, especially on an iPad, they're just there. Yeah. I always delete those because I don't need them. And they're pretty big files. They take up a lot of space. Yeah, GarageBand. GarageBand Garage Garage is like two gigs. Yeah. So, you like, know. What the heck? I'll delete those. And so iOS does let you do that. And that's fairly new. I think only in the past yeah. few years. Yeah, that's they've let, yeah, they've let you delete uh, default apps. Uh, but now this will be a, a bigger thing. And this will also span across other platforms like, say, Windows, for example. Right? Oh, yeah, because then... And, um since you said that it's been recent, they allow you to set a third-party app as your default. Right, exactly. So, so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, it's uh, it, this could be a big implication for, I, I think, especially Android. Yeah. Because, man, depending on the, on the if you go with a Samsung versus another a manufacturer, you're going to have tons of stuff already on there that you'd probably don't want. Do they still do TouchWiz? No, it's called it's called something else. I think it's called One UI or okay. something like that. But it's it's an it's an yeah. evolution of TouchWiz, which is what Samsung's Android skin used to be mm-hmm. called. Now it's I think it's called One UI is the name. It it is a lot better. I'll tell you that much. Um, but it's not as good as some other Android manufacturers. They do a better yeah. job with their stock. Obviously, Samsung is a bigger company, therefore they have more things that they want to shove in mm-hmm. your face. They yeah. have like they have their own app store. I'm like no one uses that. Why do you still have it? But they do. When you buy a computer and it's like just. It's yeah, like, I I used to always just wipe it out and put a fresh install of. Especially of, if you get a computer from like a specific manufacturer, like a Dell or something, yeah, it's gonna yeah. come with crap on it. Just a bunch mage, of garbage. Piece come with Remember the e machines? Oh, the e machine that was nasty. Well, That's why they were so cheap. They were subsidized. Yeah, you yeah. got you got it for you paid three months or three years for MSN. Yep, you got, got your e machine, but you but still yeah. had a whole bunch of bloatware or bloatware on that. E machines, gateways, all of those yeah. really cheap. Uh, PC brands from from the late Back. 90s, early 2000s, they were cheap because they came with bunches. They were subsidized. It was yep. basically it was basically like advertising. Here's your McAfee. Here's your everything. Yep. Like I don't want any of this, man. <laughs> then you accidentally sign up for something and you yeah. can build. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, and the average person doesn't know how to you know manually boot into recovery and just load a clean version of of Windows on there. Like we can, and that's fine. But most people aren't going to do that. Don't. That's a very small percentage of and people. Then, and then they're like, why is my machine so slow? Because you got all this damn bloatware. Yeah, on it's eating up all your scenes. RAM. All you. <laughs> <laughs> you pull up the activity, you just you ran, everything's just, maxed out. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch a cat video. This is why, because you have crap running on there. So there's yeah. one. Uh, next one, data access. So businesses should be able to access data that they generate for larger platforms. So basically, uh, you're, you as a business can uh, request uh, access that's being, uh, request um, data that's being collected on you, mm. like analytics and things like that. Um, which is which is interesting. I like that. Uh, another one here for advertising transparency. If a company buys adverts on Facebook, for example, they should be given the tools to independently verify that the reach of their ads makes sense. So like if I'm buying ads on Google, Facebook, whatever, um, I should know exactly where those are being reached or where they're going, who's going seeing to, them. Okay. Yeah. More details. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I like that one. Uh, an end to self-preferencing, uh, which is a really good one. This is like, you know, I'm searching for something on Amazon and Amazon's always going to show me their brand first. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, check this out. Oh, you're looking for a new mouse for your computer? Boom. Amazon Basics or whatever, right? So some things like that. And uh, App Store requirements. The commission says platform owners can no longer require app developers to use certain services, certain services, payment systems, or identifying providers in order to be listed in the App Store. So again, 
being able to do third-party apps and things like that. Um, I like that. Yeah. There is more security risk there. I do agree with that, that there is more security risk. But I think if the additional app stores can also be vetted and go through some kind of like verification process, I think that's a win. Yep. So and you don't have to just stick to And you can do that on, obviously, on Google. You can sideload stuff. Mm-hmm. But even on an Android phone... You have to go into like you know into the settings, developer settings, and turn, turn on, on stuff. Turn that on manually, even though yeah. the option is there. You do kind of still have to go out of your way to do it. And I don't see why iOS can't do that. Like make it the default that you can only use the App Store. That's cool. But make it an, a, a way that I have to kind of go out of my way to enable. That way, I know what I'm doing. I'm consciously doing it. I'm not being tricked into doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's me saying this is my phone. I'm cool with additional uh, app store options that might be less secure, but you know what? This is my phone and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way they do the uh, test flight. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Cause I, I'm, I'm beta testing an app right now and it's kind of like that you download test flight. You say, Hey, I, I yep. agree. I understand the risk that I'm taking test uh, beta testing this app. Cause that's exactly what test flight is. It's a yeah. way for developers to, to seed out a t- an application that that's not official yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use test flight for side loading. Because that's a way to get around mm-hmm. all of the regulations. But don't make people jump through hoops. Yeah. Right? You don't have to do that. So uh, I, I like all this stuff. I think this is great if it goes through. Uh, I would love to not have to worry about what messaging service someone is on. I'd love to not have to worry about uh, where I get my applications from. All of that. I, I'm, I'm a more than capable enough adult to make my own decisions on where I can get applications from. You know what I mean? And, but we are, though. Yeah, some and, some, and, people, yeah. some users aren't, especially the older generation, that they don't right know how technology works, and they get scammed. And it's you kind of open the floodgates if you do something like that. And it's, right, and that's why it should still be the default that the app store yeah. or whatever is the default. And you, as the end user, have, have to go to out of your way to say, <clears throat> uh, "Yes, I'm going to enable whatever, whatever." Which, mm-hmm. if you're not that tech savvy, you're not going to do. Right. So those people are still going to be as protected as they are today, in my opinion. So yeah. I mean, they could be tricked into it, though. Sure, of course. You can get social engineered. That's how most hacking gets done these days anyway. Yeah. Secure, uh, uh, most systems these days are very, very secure. Where hackers now, the main way they get into systems is through social engineering, mm-hmm. is through calling you and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so from IT, and I need your password for this and do this and this. That's how they do it. Yeah. They're not hacking through your stuff. Like There's no. so much security. It is very unlikely that that's how anyone gets into anything these days. It's going through the weak points, which is people. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. People you're will, most likely people the pinhole. Yeah. You are the pinhole to your, to your network. Yep. People probably. will always be your your weakest uh, uh, point of security because they are the ones that have the access to get into your system. And if someone can compromise that person, then right mm-hmm. away they can just get that's in there. That's the easiest way to get in. Yeah. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. so yeah. That's just that's just how it happens. So yes, people can still be tricked, and that's usually the way it happens. But hey, man, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah. So you gotta, you just gotta educate people better. Like, hey, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with <laughs> scammers out here. I get so many scam like text <clears throat> messages constantly. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, my spam messaging. I got like three yesterday. And calls have yeah. have increased in the past couple of weeks. It is nuts. Yeah. They're trying so some hard. Some of them look pretty legit. Some of them look real legit. Yeah. Like man, like there's a couple where I was like, what is this? It looked real from. It looked real real, and I had to go to the thing of where it came from. I'm like, oh, that's not real. It's off by one letter, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like you read the email address. Okay, that looks legit. Wait, no, no, there's an extra letter in there. Oh, and they, and they always get the spelling wrong. They always the the subject of I the email that, and the body. There's yeah. just always because usually it's 
translated or something. Yeah. So here's this one I got yesterday. It's a text message. It says, reminder, you have one paid product in your shopping cart. You have not updated transport selection. Set shipping information. No one says transport selection. Yeah, and there's a little link. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Where's another one I got here? Oh, this was all yesterday, by the way. PayPal, colon. You have sent a payment to Zola and Dute (laughs) for $9.99 USD. You can dispute this payment before 30 minutes. And there's a little link. Yeah. I'm not clicking that. (laughs) But when I first saw that one come through on my lock screen, I'm like, what did I send? (laughs) I didn't send anything. And I looked at it, and I'm just like... That's not PayPal doesn't reach out that way. Get nope, out of here. Exactly. So imagine a grandma gets that. Yeah, dog. exactly. That's my point. Like if what if like even like my mom, like what yeah. if she I don't know, man. Uh here's another one. This one looks like it's more of a conversation. It says, I finally found it. LOL. Dot dot dot. Was up all night searching and for something that would improve our slush our sluggishness and <laughs> lack of focus during the day and came across this. <laughs> it was featured in Forbes and a few other big outlets. Everyone has been talking about it. Uh, and then there's a little link for me to find out whatever the hell this thing is talking about. <clears throat> I'm telling you, man. So uh, that's how it happens. It's 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 you. You're the weak link. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not the system you're using. It's you. Just be careful. Exactly. Just be careful. That's it. You can invest a lot of money on secure routers, secure software. It's still you. <laughs> you give one little information out, yeah. you're done. You're not getting brute force to hack th- hack these days. It's not really a thing. That's not really yeah. how it happens. But um. Yeah, there's that. So I'm all for this stuff as a whole. Um, I think it, I think it'll be cool. I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, way to just get everything to talk to each other seamlessly. Because I think it's too much work to try to get everyone to try to get on the platform that you're using just because it's the one that you're using. And then right. everyone does the same thing. Mm-hmm. You should use Telegram. You should use XYZ. And don't get me wrong. I have all of those for that reason. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, you reach out to me however you want. I have Telegram. I have WhatsApp. I have uh, Facebook Messenger. I have them all. But now you have to go and check all of them. Exactly right. <laughs> but then, then, then you got to throw in there the financial institutions. Yeah. You got Zelle. Yep. And Zelle, and I think Zelle you is know, obviously PayPal. the standard. But then I, I have every because with with my Venmo. photography, people pay me Venmo, however Venmo. yeah however they want. I have Venmo. I have PayPal. I have uh, Zelle. I have Cash App. I have all of them. Is mm. if there's a digital currency app, I have it. <laughs> You because, have to, because that's your business. Yeah, that's how people pay me. Like, because what are you gonna say? Oh, I can't accept that. Like, that's oh, not good for yeah. your business. Or like, oh, I'll send you a check. Get out of my face. <laughs> check. I'll pay you in cash. <laughs> what do you ever do with cash? <laughs> what is? I, I still pay him in cash. I like paying him in cash. Unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, like I said, I'm an early adopter. I'm okay with with having multiple services that do the same thing, but not everyone is. Yeah. Nor should everyone have to. Right. You know, you got to make this easier. So I'm hoping this stuff happens. Um, and, and we'll see where the future goes. I think some, this is, they're saying that this could happen anywhere from the next few months to four years. So it is fairly near future that this is going to probably get pushed through. Yeah. And then, I mean, if the EU does it, they're not going to end up just doing it everywhere. Yeah. Because <clears> they, they, they won't go out of their way to, well, not, not necessarily go out of their way, but it'll be a lot of more resources for them to segregate. Like, okay, well, all EU devices have to have these features, but the rest of the world doesn't. Uh, because then other lawmakers in other countries around the world are going to say, well, hey, man, yeah. we like that. We should do all that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then everyone will just kind of follow suit. So yep. uh, I like it. Okay, I like it. All right, next, mm-hmm. another Apple story. So apparently, 
Apple's going to start selling the iPhone as a subscription service. You need more subscription services? <laughs> got one for you. I'm tired of these damn subscriptions. Got one for Jesus. you, man. Give me another one. Another one. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> so this could potentially Subscribe launch. To everything. Yeah, late 2022, early 2023. So that's literally <laughs> when the next iPhone launches for the most part. And this will be something that's for iPhones and iPads as part of a hardware subscription. Um, this isn't anything different than what we yeah. currently have, honestly. It's, it's just painted differently. Now here's here's why I think this is me, you know, trying to peek behind the curtain. Is you kind of already buy devices on a subscription service because right. you're either getting it from Apple on no installments or you're getting it from your carrier. But you own it at that point. Do you own it now that you're subscribing to it? Probably not. So they probably can tell you back, what you yeah. can do and can't do on that hardware. Whereas exactly right now they right. really can't. Because mm-hmm. when I lease, when I uh, you know buy a phone through my carrier, I pay for it in monthly installments, but it's mine. Same thing with Apple. If I buy a phone from Apple, I can do it through their... Upgrade service? Yeah, their annual upgrade, or I can do it on my Apple card. But it's just on your phone. Which is still zero zero finance. I'm paying it over 24 months, and it's my phone. Do whatever I want with it. And I think the reason why they're doing this, or trying to do this, is because people keep their phones longer now. Yeah. They keep their phones... So, that, so yes, they're getting your money for two years when you buy a new phone. But pe- the average that people keep their phones is like 32 months now. That's the average. Which means some people keep their phones way longer. Three, Three, four years. So I think this is a way to say, how about you just sign up? We give you one flat fee. We give you the new iPhone every year. Every year you get a new one. You know what I mean? That way it's it's more of a constant revenue stream versus um, we're only getting the people that upgrade every three to four years. Right? And then the very small percentage of people that upgrade annually. Like, oh, I got to have the new phone. Like, that's a small percentage of people. So, yeah. What do you think? Do you agree with that? That's why they want to do it? Yeah, because I mean, like you said, if you if you're subscribing to something, whether it's a service or whatever it is, you're contributing to that company's revenue mm-hmm. monthly. Absolutely. So they're making that money monthly, and that's regardless, money that, and that's revenue they report. Yep. So, uh, is that an option, or that's going to be the only way you get a phone now? I'm sure it'll just be an option. It'll be oh, an okay. option. Yeah. But yeah, this is something that they're. They, it, it, there's no price. There's nothing on it. But and I can the, see them doing everything all together, right? You get your Apple One with all your services, yep. plus the phone, plus Apple Care. And and here you go, one flat fee, you get it all. And it's month. gonna, it's probably not gonna be a high capacity phone because you're gonna be on the iCloud, and that's where they want you to store. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very true. Do the carriers do it too? You think? Uh, the carriers wouldn't care. The, the a phone, uh, uh, iPhones specifically are a giant cost to the carriers because they're mm. expensive, and the Apple yeah. sells phones to the carriers almost for the same price that they sell it to people. Mm. Apple doesn't give people discounts. Yeah. That's not what they do. Uh, the, Apple is, is first and foremost a hardware company, and that's where they make their money is through hardware. So uh, when a carrier has to give a phone to a customer, there's usually a promo attached to that to that device. It's subsidized. And it's still subsidized because, again, the carrier makes their money on the back end. The back end. They're paying service. So if you can... if if you as the customer can get your phone from somewhere else and still pay them, that's a win for the carrier. Okay. Yeah, that is an sense. absolute win. So yeah, for them, they'd be like, sure, go get your phone directly from Apple. <laughs> we're totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Just pop your SIM card in there. We're good to go. <laughs> Make sure you pay that bill on time. Yeah. Um, now it does hurt reporting. I, it would it, it, say that was the case. It would hurt reporting for the, the carriers a little bit because when uh, they sell a device and it's on some kind of monthly installment, that revenue is also reported as revenue. Mm. So the custom, so they're saying, well, this is what the customer pays us. So that that average revenue mm. per okay. user is higher because that that phone uh, monthly payment plan is attached to it. So they can go to Wall Street and say, well, this is how much we actually get per user. 
So that counts in their ARPU. So it does count in their ARPU, which is yeah, which is an industry average revenue per user. So they that 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 does help them to sell it that way. That's why um, most carriers moved to that model a long time ago. Whereas before, you would sign a two-year contract, you got the phone for a discounted price. Yeah, that's not something that the carrier can report and say this is how much money we get per user. Once you do the, the whole device payment thing, then you can say. Well, we actually get the service, plus it's an extra 30 bucks a month for the phone, and they can report all of that revenue. Mm. So if you look at it that way, yeah, they probably would want to have more revenue attached to the billing that they're giving the customer. But in terms of the bottom line, that's money that they technically have to float for the for those devices, which is a lot. Those things are expensive. Yeah. You know, think about an iPhone times millions, right? That's a lot. So. Um, it's kind of give and take there for the carrier because they can report more revenue, but bottom line wise, that's less money they have to give up because mm-hmm. that's still a subsidy. They're giving out monthly credits because of disc, because of promos and all that stuff. That's expensive. Yeah. Every carrier on TV, you see, you know, free, free, whatever with the trade in there, they have to pay that. So it's still, yeah, it's still lost money on, on their account, but they can report more money if those agreements are on there. So there's kind of a give and take there. A little catch 22. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this isn't that much different than what we already have, honestly. We'll just see what, what the price is and what it includes. What it includes and that will be kind of like, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Because it might be. It might be worth it. I mean, for some people, they're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with just, I know how much I got to pay a month. I'll pay it. I'm going. Exactly. I don't have the headache. Oh, do I upgrade? I mm-hmm. kind of yeah. go. And then that. if you have the option to upgrade every year, cool. It's like people that lease a car. I'll, just, I'll I lease a car because yep. I just pay, I had the same fixed payment every month and I can get a new car every three years. And, and I have zero worries about maintenance or anything like that because mm-hmm. like, number one, the car is not mine. In three years, and, I trade in for And I one. trade it in. If something goes wrong, I take it to them. Anyway, it's like renting a, as opposed to you know being a homeowner. It's like something breaks, you call someone else, they fix it. Versus yeah. if you're the owner, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you better go fix it. Go you fix your go plumbing fix issue. <laughs> oh, you got roots in your gutter? Too bad. Go fix it. <laughs> So I guess with this phone too, I have a problem. You go to the Apple store. Okay, well, it's, yeah. it's their property. They'll have to change it. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's so. Hmm. Actually, you, it's not a bad thought. What do you think though? Like price wise, I know we're early here, but like if they, if they say, do man. include Apple One, you get Apple One, you get Apple Care, you get it'd have to be at minimum for I would if they bundled everything together and it's the base model phone one twenty eight. Say one hundred twenty eight gigs. Right, you know, and obviously you pay more if you go with higher storage and all hmm. that. Uh, I would say it's at least fifty bucks a month. That includes everything. It's going to include all your services, going to include your phone, Apple Care, maybe more because Apple Care you got to kind of tack that in there too. Maybe sixty bucks, fifty nine ninety nine. I don't know. It's not terrible, but I, I don't know. Some people like to just buy their phones once, right? And like this is mine, I own it. So it really does depend on the person. So we'll see. We'll see maybe, what they say. maybe if maybe the fall launch. Maybe because it says late. This says that they're predicting late twenty two, early twenty three. So yeah, again, it might be worth it to you, right? Depending on what you pay now, and you know, and if you're not having to pay your carrier, then that makes your carrier bill less. So I don't and know. If, and if you trade your phone, anyways, I mean, you always gonna yeah. have, you always gonna have a payment unless you paid outright cash. But I mean, at that point, you're still still trade. You're still. Yeah, I don't have fifteen hundred dollars just sitting around all the time. Exactly <laughs> right. The guy want to buy his new phone. It's twelve hundred bucks. Like, geez, okay, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Oh God! All right, um, I'm gonna move into this Halo story. So, have you guys you guys didn't get a chance to see the show yet? No, I oh, yeah. I slipped my mind. I want to not honestly. I did also tonight. did not realize that it launched this week, and I free, I think I saw it somewhere on social media. I was like, oh, is that already out? And because I think the the little advert said stream now, and I'm like, get out of here! 
And I went to my Paramount Plus in episode there one. Is. There it is. Uh, I, I watched it. It's it's a it's really good. And and initially uh, when Brittany and I were talking about watching it, she's like, I don't know anything about Halo. I don't really care for that. And I think this was like on Wednesday or Thursday mm. of this week. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We'll watch something else. And then Friday again, we're like, I just nothing watched. And you want to check out this Halo thing? She's like, I guess. And I'm like, listen, I don't know. I mean, I've played the games, but I don't know anything about the lore. So I'm, as far as I know, this is just some sci-fi thing. Let's let's check it out. Mm. And it's good, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and here's a, a, a really interesting article from The Verge. And the, the headline says, The Halo show is nothing like the game, and that's why it's good. And okay. as I read this article, I couldn't agree more with what with the points that they make. Mainly that they didn't focus on the game they are focusing on the characters. So they're taking the main character, which is Master Chief, and the Spartans, which, again, if you don't know anything about Halo, you don't necessarily need to. But Master Chief is the main character in the game. He's just this military guy. And then the Spartans, which is what he is, are like a, are like a team of super soldiers. They're basically humans, but they are like modified in a way mm. where they're faster, they're stronger. They're basically like super, like this like takes, super soldiers. This, this, you know, obviously takes place in the future. It's on a different planet and they are human, but they are just modified in a way. Um, and it, this show even kind of goes into how like no one ever in the game, you're just master chief and you're, you're the, the you're the, the main person and you're have all these abilities and you're, you're, you're the best thing ever. Right. But they don't explore in the game what the actual person is. Like, you know, how do they become Spartans? They want to become Spartans. Like, mm. are, is this something that they're forced into? So it's kind of one of those things. And the first episode kind of shows how they're used. They're used to be kind of oppressive and, and just be overpowered so that no one can compete with them and that's what the show is like really showing because there's there's like these little pack of rebels and they're fighting them and they have no chance of beating it's just really gruesome too and i just really like that they took it into account like the character part of it because towards the end of the episode semi-spoiler here uh they he starts to kind of have memories of his previous life and he's like okay. wait a minute he's like well, what's going what am i doing here why am i doing these terrible things no questions asked you know what I mean? Because <laughs> his leaders are telling him, go do this. And he's just like, why am I doing these things? And what's interesting is that this also happens in the game, but not until like the fifth one. So this is something as far as storyline goes that doesn't happen until way down the line in the whole, if you're playing the game, mm. uh, which I think is more interesting because they're just basically taking the character and putting it into this, this show. And as far as I can tell, it's really good so far. Hmm. So um, again, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. There's only one episode so far. I'm not sure how many episodes are in this series, but it's it's uh, it's the very the first episode has been very good. If you don't have to know anything about these games, even myself, I'm I know very little, and it was very enjoyable and it was a lot of fun. So so do we ever get to see Master Chief's face? I don't recall. Maybe you do. But I, again, I don't play the game enough to have ever seen it. In, in any of the games that I've played, you never see his face. Okay. And yeah. in, in spoiler in here, you do see, oh, you the, do. You do okay. see the actor. At the, towards the end, he takes off his helmet. Okay. Um, now, another thing, too, that I kind of wanted to, to touch on is, like, it's really hard to make games into, like, t like film and TV. TV. Yeah. And it's like, why is that? And I think it's because they always try to appease the fans of the game and also people just watching the show or the movie right no, don't about the game. and they don't know anything about the game so it's like how do you tell that story 
like you don't have like um, the person that's making a show or a TV is like go play every single game that's ever been made in this in this franchise. Go watch every go play every single Resident Evil. Like no, they're not going to ask them to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to take the gist of it and make something out of it. And most of the time, it's a miss because of that. Yep. They don't focus on the characters. They'll focus more on on the world and then just kind of throw something together. You know, the ones that have done it well lately, uh, Arcane, which is the animated thing uh, for. Uh, League of Legends, mm. very good show. Uh, I don't know. I've never played League of Legends in my life, but I do know that that show is really, really good. That's all I need to know. It's good. Uh, Castlevania, which again, both of these are animated, which is funny. Mm. Castlevania is so damn good. The animated series on Netflix. I mean, it is, I think we're on season three now, or was it four? I forgot what season just passed. Uh, it's amazing. That is a fantastic show. And, and then even the Sonic movie, Sonic movie was good. You know, it's kind of, you know, more for kids, but it was a good movie. <laughs> but do you <laughs> think that's why though? Because it's animated and it feels more video game like, like maybe yes. And also you can, you can kind of do more with animation versus live action. Yeah. Um, but that, but I'm going to also say no, because that's just the visual element of it. You still have to tell a good story. You still have to have good characters. So, and those shows have that. That's why they're good. Mm. I think the cat's trying to go for the fish. <laughs> hey, get down from there. Down. Kitty's hungry, man. I have the cat. Now the cat was trying to eat the fish. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're messing up the show. All right, you're going to stay here with me now, little savage. Uh, you, with Even with these animated things, you still have to tell a good story. And that's yeah. what's more important. You hear her purring, purring on the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so I, I, I won't say that those are good because they're animated, because they still have to have good stories and, and good characters. Mm. And, and that's why those are good. Uh, and I think the same thing is going on here with, the, with this Halo series. But yeah, it is hard to tell good yeah. to tell that good story, right? Uh, the last Resident Evil I really liked the the Welcome to Raccoon City, the one that was more like a, a low budget one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one felt like a low budget horror movie, too, and it was damn good. She's having a good time now. Mm-hmm. Say hello. So bad you guys can't see her. She's pretty cute. <laughs> um, you guys haven't seen any of these, have you? Arcane or Castlevania? No, no. I remember you talking about Arcane, though. Yeah. They're both they're both super good. I would highly recommend both. And they're both on Netflix. Again, talking about Netflix making good content. Those are both Netflix original series that are based off of these these uh, game properties. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to say about it. Very good sh- uh, show so far. Highly recommend checking it out. Even if you don't know yeah. anything about Halo, you honestly don't have to. It's just a good show so far. It is pretty gruesome, though. I'll tell you that much right now. It's like Gears of War gruesome, oh, yeah? which is interesting because the game is not like that. I mean, mm. the game has a mature rating, but there's no gore in it. Mm. Like, you shoot right. someone, and they just fall, and that's it. Not like in Gears of War, you blow people's heads off <laughs> yeah. and things like that. This is kind of more like that, <laughs> where it's, wow. you know, you're, like, blowing people's <laughs> heads off, and there's, like, a leg flying. Like, I'm like, oh, damn, this show's, Jeez. they're going in. Uh, but, I mean, it's not, like, overly, but it is pretty, it is violent. And, it's you did, not, yeah. and before we recorded, you did say that it did break Paramount Plus. It record. did, yeah. So, apparently, it, they didn't release official numbers, but the... The highest uh, views of a Paramount Plus show was the Yellowstone prequel, 1883. And that debuted at 4.9 million viewers. And this beat that. Mm. So take a guess at how many. Yeah. She's looking at you. <clears throat> so take a guess at how many. I don't know. I mean, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 million. Who knows? They didn't give official numbers. I'm sure we'll get them later. But this sets the premier viewship record for Paramount Plus. Mm. Which, which, is, which is good. That says a lot. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I think it's pretty dang good. Um, I think Paramount, that's it. That's all I got. And Paramount Plus probably doesn't even have twenty million subscribers total. Yeah, I mean. so that's a that's a big percentage of even just your your viewer base 
watching this one show. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But um, yeah, let's move into our donut bites now. Mmm, donuts. Weekly recommendations. What you got? What'd you see? Mm, nothing new. I've been busy trying to furnish an apartment. So. Oh yeah, you got a place. Yeah. So Congratulations. I've, yeah, thank awesome. you. So I've been watching a lot of home decorating stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's any any ones in particular that you've been watching? A lot of Property Brothers. Okay. Um, it's <laughs> funny. Just stuff on HGTV and stuff. Yeah. So. All right. That's right. been pretty much it for me the past couple weeks. Nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll eventually get back into the TV shows once I get moved in. Watching some of that, some of that flip this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Danny? What you got? Um, not much. Just the Adam Project, mm-hmm. and then that Shining Veil TV show on Stars. That's about it. Shining Veil. What's yeah, that about? Courtney Cox. It's kind of comedy, scary at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. It, they move into a haunted house. They move into an, an old abandoned house. Not abandoned, but an old house. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of stuff going on. And I, I, I've only seen the one episode, so I, okay. I don't know where it's going from there. It's interesting. So is it like horror or is it more suspense? It's comedy and suspense. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. The Adam Project is a movie or show? That's a movie. a movie. That's a movie. That's, yeah. the, that's, that's the Ryan Reynolds it's movie. It's Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. Deadpool and Hulk aren't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deadpool and Hulk, both of them. That's funny. <laughs> that's um, yeah. What do I got? So I think I talked about this last... I don't know if I did or not. This is a movie called The Cursed. Did I did I talk about that already? Mm-hmm. It's on my list, but I can't remember the last time I talked about it. I don't it. remember that one. So uh, there's this movie called The Cursed, and it's um, it takes place in like... Well, I, I want to say it's like the 1800s, maybe I forgot. Oh no, no, no! It's it goes back and forth between the late 1800s and World War One, mm. so it's 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 a period piece, and it's kind of like a horror movie. Very strange. It's about like witches, and there's some werewolf stuff going on. It was really good. You know, it's called The Curse. I'd recommend that. Pretty mm. pretty solid. Uh, what else we got here? Adam Project. I did also see. Very good movie. Yep. Funny. Good action. Yep. Uh, a little tear jerking in there. It's pretty sad. Just, mm. I mean, in a good way. Uh, I really enjoyed that. It was a solid movie. Great job, Netflix, on that one. Uh, there is an animated series called The Boys Diabolical, which is hilarious. It's uh, basically it's based off of you know the Amazon show The Boys, yeah. but it's a bunch of short animated stories that are each episode is directed by a different person. Mm. Bless you. Each episode directed by a different person. It's got a different animation style. It's all animated. And it's really cool because then you get to see a different story told from a different creator um, and in a different animation style every single episode. Mm. And each one's like 10, 15 minutes long. So it's all really, really short. Kind of like, almost like Star Wars Visions. Mm. Kind of like that. Okay. But The Boys. The so boys. it's more comedic and some of it isn't, but it's, it's pretty good. The Boys. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, uh, uh, what is this? There's a documentary that I saw called, uh, it's on a Peacock original. It's called Perfect World, A Deadly Game. And it was, it's a wild story, dude. So it's a story about this guy that it plays in this online game with a bunch of people. And he has like a little crew of friends. And this guy is known to be like a, a real, just like a real asshole, like kind of like a troll mm. online. And he starts telling people about how he's going to kill his family. And he starts off by actually like murdering some of his family members and then like sending pictures to the people that he plays a game with. And mm. they're all like, is this real? Are you, is this, are, is he trolling us again? Like he normally does, you know, what's going on. And so the whole documentary is about the people that he plays with trying to figure out a, is if it's real. And if it is, how do we find who this person is in real life mm. to report him? Yeah. Cause he's 
literally killing his family. It's, cr- it's crazy. Yeah. It's really good. Wow. Uh, that's a that's on Peacock because it's a Peacock original, and that is called a perfect Perfect World is the name of the game that they're playing. It's like okay. an online game, but it's called Perfect World Deadly Game. Very good. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, and I think that's it. No games. No no new games. No, there's a new game that um, I believe I'll get tomorrow. It's called Ghostwire Tokyo. Looks pretty good. Haven't got it yet though. And I feel like I'm missing one thing. What did I watch last night? Oh, the new um, comedy series from Taika Waititi. The, our Our flag means death. I didn't know you had a new one. Else. Yeah, it's yeah. on HBO Max. It's called Our Flag Means Death, and it's like a pirate. It's kind of like a spoof of Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind okay. of it seems like. Uh, it's pretty funny so far. We saw like two episodes last night. Mm. So that's that looks pretty good. Can I help you, miss? She's trying <laughs> to get away from me now. All right. All right. That's it for me. What do we got to look forward this week? Um, well, the end of award season is today with the Oscars. Yep. Oscars today. Boo. Yeah. All these elites can stop talking about how the, what movies they like. I don't need nobody to tell me what movies. So, yeah. It's, so, it's just so lame. Um, Morbius comes out Friday. Oh, it's actually coming out. Yes, finally. Who cares? <laughs> I, apparently, all the re- reviews are terrible. Yeah. I saw one headline. It says, early reviews for, for Morbius, as bad as you think it is. I'm like, damn, <laughs> damn. already? Shots fired. Uh, so, yeah, there goes your Morbius. Yeah. And, of um, course, we got Moon Knight. Then we got Moon Knight. And then, I don't know if we're getting, uh, Batman is already over 600 million worldwide. Good for Batman. We got that deleted scene, finally. Man, go check out. I forgot to add that in. We should have added that in here, too, for Donut Bites. There's a deleted scene about six minutes long between the Batman and uh, him going to visit Joker yeah. in, in prison. It is such a good scene. Yeah. Uh, I wish they had left it in the movie. I can kind of see why they probably wanted it to leave. It would have taken from. Yeah, yeah. they want to leave some meat on the bone. They don't want to take away from the Riddler as mm-hmm. the main. Because if you showed that, you're like, oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, like I want more of him. Yeah, exactly. So I get why, but it's awesome. So it's on YouTube. I think Warner Brothers put it on, on their YouTube channel. Yeah. So um, you can. It's like official video. It's not like a bootleg or anything. Uh, that's very good stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the actor. Uh, what's this? Barry Colgan's. Yeah, the guy from Eternals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy that plays uh, Dr- Droog. Dreg from Eternal. I yep. the guy that could control minds. Yep. I forgot his name. But yeah, he, he looks scene, he man. looks wild and he, the way awesome. he talks, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Something to look forward to for next week. We'll talk about Moon Knight for sure. Oh, so yeah. yep. watch it. That's your homework as the audience. Make sure you watch it so we can talk about it next week and you won't be spoiled. <laughs> uh, but that's it for us. We've been the Moni Donut. You've been awesome. Wow. I can't believe you stayed till the end. You must be really bored. Have a great day. Meatbag. Thank you.